What is going on, guys? We are back with another video. This is a video, right? This is a podcast. This is a podcast. Sorry, guys. I apologize. This is the Good Evening Football Podcast. I I I I, I blanked. Anyway. Today, we are going to be talking about a very interesting weekend in all of football. We had the wild card games. We had the national championship last night. We are recording this on Tuesday. Um, so, a lot of stuff to talk about. Devontae Smith is absolutely amazing. Um, Taylor Heineke is maybe even better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Y'all got anything to add in before we break down those games? Nope. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and thanks for tuning in. Yeah. All right, man. Let's uh, let's get started with the uh, wild card games. Let's 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 kick off with uh, the first game that we had, which was. I believe the Ravens and the Titans, if I'm not mistaken. That was the first game on Sunday, but on Saturday oh, first game it was on Colts Sunday. Bills. Colts and Bills, yeah. Oh shoot, that's right. I forgot. I completely forgot about that. Colts and Bills. Yeah. And if you guys did not know, which you definitely know at this point, probably if you're listening to this, because I mean you follow football, but uh, the Bills did win that game. Uh, man, they spoiled it. I hadn't seen it yet. Spoiler, come Gosh. on. Man. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. It just man, it happens. But uh, oh. yeah, the the Bills fans out there are are still upset about a fumble call, even though they won the game. Doesn't matter at all. I just yeah. don't understand <laughs> why you're so petty and upset. Like you won the game, bro. Like relax. But yeah, the Bills did come out on top. I think a lot of people kind of knew this would happen because the Bills, I think, are just a much better team than the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I think Josh Allen played well. Phillip Rivers was decently good. Uh, you know, Stefan Diggs was, you know, pretty, pretty good. You know, things that you would expect, you know, I think it, it was, was a pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I'd say pretty, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good game. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, Phillip Rivers, he did play good. I think personally he played better than Josh Allen. Um, fortunately it wasn't enough for a win. They just couldn't get. They couldn't get many stops, and they couldn't get enough of the run game. Um, but there was this cool stat that I saw um, where Phillip Rivers had the third highest quarterback rating ever in a playoff game who lost. The only two people above him, I forgot one of them, but number two was Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl where he threw the pick to Malcolm Butler. There were only two quarterbacks who's ever gotten a better quarterback rating in a playoff loss. So it's impressive for Phillip Rivers. Might have been his last game ever. Um, great career if it is, but yeah, unfortunately the Colts couldn't pull it out on the last drive. Philip Rivers is on a one-year deal, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. He's probably done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I agree with both of you, what y'all are saying on the game. My two biggest takeaways, Michael Pittman looks like a superstar in the making to me. Um, he looked absolutely phenomenal in the first half of this game. I mean, it was almost awesome to watch. Um, there were flashes there where you saw this guy is going to be the next big wide receiver. And I'm not saying he's going to be top five, but he looked like a superstar. He looked like the best receiver that that team is going to have. He looked better than T.Y. Hilton, Devin Funches. He looked better than all of those guys. Um, T.Y. Hilton's not good anymore, in my opinion. Yeah, no, he's not good anymore at all, unless he plays the Texans. 
Um, then he goes off for 200 yards. And my other takeaway was Jonathan Taylor is going to be one of the best running backs in the game. He did not have a good game against the Bills, of course, but just looking at his numbers through the season, he had 250 yards week 17. I mean, my gosh. Um, yeah. He he was absolutely incredible. I thought he should have been the first or running back taken this year. He wasn't. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was, which don't even get me started. The Chiefs are idiots. Um, but, you know, those were my two biggest takeaways. I think what cost the Colts this game was really bad calls earlier in the game. In the third quarter, going for two when you're down eight, I didn't really understand it. Um, didn't make a lot of sense to me, but they did it anyway. Uh, then the Bills obviously got a field goal, which put them in a bad position because that meant they had to get a touchdown and a two-point conversion just to get in to where they were within a field goal. And then on the last play of the game, they let Phillip Rivers throw the Hail Mary instead of Jacoby Brissett, which I thought was another mistake. I thought yeah. Jacoby Brissett probably could have put a better – put a, put more mustard on that ball that could have gotten Brissett it. Brissett did it short. earlier in the season. They did that. They've done that before. They put Brissett in just to throw Hail Marys. So I mm-hmm. thought that was a bad call, but I think – Coaching's really what I had the Colts winning this game, and I think they came a few bad calls away from winning it. So I'm kind of disappointed, but you know, I made worse predictions this weekend. Just yeah. a just a tidbit. Uh, Devin Funches is now on the Packers, but uh, yes, I realize Michael that. Michael Zach Pascal definitely better than Zach Pascal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and whoever Paris Campbell or whatever, but <laughs> and Reese Fountain. Like, don't even get me started with some of those bottom of the uh, line. Colts receivers. Other interesting thing to look out for, Anthony Costanzo retired earlier today, yep. which is yep. very interesting for that Colts team because now they need another offensive lineman. That has been one of the best offensive lines in the league, arguably the best. Um, mm-hmm. And now you lose your starting left tackle, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. For a long time, like they've had, they've always had a pretty good O line, like ever since I've really been alive. Like, I mean, I've never great O line. I mean, do you I guys mean, remember? Do you guys remember Jack Muhort? Jeff. Yeah, I do. That dude was filthy. Like oh, Jeff geez. Saturday. What a man. Jeff yeah. Saturday, bro. That dude yeah. lost like literally half of his weight. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened, bro. That dude does not look like he played center. But anyway, um, the next game that we are going to discuss, the second game of uh, the the Saturday games, was the Tampa Bay and the Washington Football Team. Yeah. That was the last one. Uh, Rams Rams Seahawks. Seahawks. Oh, Rams and Seahawks. There were three games. Shoot, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Super wild card weekend, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There were three games today. I'm just now, like, it's just not clicking with me. But, yeah, Rams and Seahawks. The Rams did come out on top in that one. Uh, I'm just going to say. Man, why uh, are you spoiling it? You didn't get to watch it yet. God. As, as a Jets fan, Blitz Boy got cooked. <laughs> and I could Blitz not ball. be more happy. I'm going to take the first thoughts on this one because I had the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Oh, um, yeah, go ahead. I had them winning the Super Bowl. I had them in it preseason as well, yeah. So I'm I'm a little bit guilty, but I did change my <laughs> NFC pick this past week, so yeah. So I think we all saw what Aiden's referring to with Jamal Adams. I mean, he had a pick. If you're the best safety in the game, that's yours. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. That was a perfectly pay, placed pick. Cooper Cup's going up for it. Jamal Adams, all he really has to do is reach out his left hand and just grab it. It's right there, yep. and it goes underneath his elbow into Cooper Cup's lap. And if Cooper Cup stays on his feet, that's a touchdown. 
Mm-hmm. And luckily, thankfully for Jamal Adams, he was able to get it. But it was that all game. There was another play. Goff threw a corner route. And Jamal Adams is right there. And I'm like, why didn't he catch that? Because it would have been a pick six if he had gotten it. And it's just he always seemed like he was playing the receiver, not the ball, which is concerning, which is my other point. I think he should be a linebacker because he's better at playing linebacker than safety. He's not exactly a great safety coverage wise, but he's a great linebacker. I mean, he had, I think, 10 sacks this year as a safety. That's insane. Um, So aside from that, Seattle has a major problem with DK Metcalf. Um, the dude lost his temper in the first quarter. And I was like, dude, it's the first quarter. Like y'all aren't even down that much. And he was on the verge of ripping the place down. I mean, screaming. And then of course he got the long touchdown, which that was a beautiful throw by Russell Wilson. One of the best throws I've ever seen falling away. Just put it perfectly to DK, but it was, they're going to have a problem with keeping that temper under control. And it might be concerning looking at how huge that dude is. Maybe steroids are in the cards. I don't know. I haven't – I'm not going to accuse anybody of anything, but rage that quickly doesn't usually happen without something enhancing it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm to say. Yeah, it's kind of concerning given the status of the superstar receivers that have been in the league the past five, ten years. Look at Odell. Had fights with the kicking net. Uh, got traded off the Giants. You look at Antonio Brown. Uh, too many incidents to even say on this podcast. Yeah, and a lot of things that we like can't even say because they're can't say. Yeah, you just gotta hope that DK Metcalf doesn't get to that point. It, it, yeah, like you said, it was the first quarter. It was three nothing, I think, and he was he was whining, you know, stomping, tearing his helmet off, and then he gets on the field after that happens. Russell Wilson throws a pick six because he was trying to target DK on a screen. Um, the Rams defense obviously knew it was coming. I mean. If DK Metcalf complains that much on the sideline, of course the next play is going to be a pass to him. So credits to uh, the Rams defense for knowing that, and that that's just, I don't know, bad on DK Metcalf's part. Also, also Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, you go. No, no, you go, no, you go ahead. You had the floor. I, I was just going to say Russell Wilson, he, he didn't look like Russell Wilson. Um, he, he missed a lot of deep opportunities with DK, and I, I see why DK was mad. It's never good to get mad, but DK could have had a 150-yard game. There were times where he beat Jalen Ramsey, just straight up beat him. Um, but Russell Wilson overthrew him or underthrew him, threw it out of bounds. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got. Let me just add real quick, Aaron Donald is the best defensive player I have ever seen with my two eyes and may be the best defensive end of all time. Um, guys, there were three people blocking him, and he somehow had two sacks. <laughs> How? Like, I, I watched one, his first sack, the center and the right guard are both holding him, and he reaches over them and pulls Russell back. And I'm like, <laughs> how? How did you do that? How, how does that happen? So Prayer, Prayers to John Wolford, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, John Wolford uh, taken to a Seattle hospital after he got literally destroyed by my least Our favorite player born. in the NFL. Um. So there, there we go. It's, it's crazy how the world works sometimes. But anyway, I can't mess this one up. Uh, Nets are losing at the end of the first kill me. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't mess this one up. Final game of the day was the you got Buccaneers the- and the football team. Yay. <laughs> um, but uh, the Buccaneers came away with this one. I think we can all agree that it was closer than we thought it would be. 
Um, much closer. Much but closer. At the, but at the end of the day, I will say, Washington's defense is for real. It's, yeah. like, really good. I will say yeah. that. That's the one thing I got from that. Uh, I mean, on the football team side, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, Taylor Heineke is really good. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't know about that, but he had a really good game. Uh, he's, you know, he's kind of not really a meme right now, but he's, he's a very hot, uh, a hot topic in, uh, in the NFL world. But uh, I mean, the Bucks played Buccaneers football. The football team did what they could. They came up short. Um, I mean, it, it was a lot closer than, than I thought it would be. Uh, but I mean, I think it was all, I was, I mean, it was the outcome we expected. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I told Hunter this the other day. Um, I said, Taylor Heineke, he looked elite. I'm not saying he is elite, but he looked elite, uh, torching that defense, that defense that we all, we were all praising this, uh, last week, a week and a half ago or whatever. We're all saying Buccaneers defense. Yeah. Top five. They're loaded. They're going to stomp the football team football team might score like three points but then taylor heineke shows up and just goes off he he wasn't even doing dump offs it wasn't an alex smith type of game he was throwing 20 yards down the field perfect passes right in the middle of the zones it was great they couldn't get much going uh running the ball with antonio gibson um and i mean the buccaneers couldn't get much going running either but Unfortunately, the Buccaneers just had too much firepower um, to overtake the football team. But I, I'm excited for the Taylor Heineke era. I hope that that era actually comes about next season. Um, so we'll probably talk about that later in the offseason, closer to the start of the season. But yeah. Real quickly, uh, Taylor Heineke uh, was in grad school uh, last week. And <laughs> when Alex Smith couldn't play, they called up Taylor Heineke, and he had to tell all of his teachers that he can't take, he couldn't take his final, and that he would need to do it when the season was over. And the teachers were like, eh, "Okay, it's insane." That's it's what insane. happened. And he goes he, for like four hundred. They're like, "If you win, you get a hundred, but if not, you just you're failing the class." It's like, dude, okay. <laughs> I thought I thought that was absolutely hilarious when I saw that he had to back out of a a, a final exam to. To play in the NFL to play to go play in the playoffs against, against Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah. <laughs> like that's 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 crazy, bro. Like Taylor yeah. Heineke's a legend. For me, looking at this game, I think it's more likely than not that Taylor Heineke ends up the quarterback for them next year, just because of the fact that they're gonna be picking in the twenties now and who's gonna be left? Kyle Trask, maybe Mac Jones. Yeah. I don't yeah, see nothing. either of those it's not ideal, and I don't see either of those guys, you know, beating out Taylor Heineke. I mean, he's had his chance. He's been pretty much everywhere. He was on the Texans roster for a little bit last year. Um, but something clicked this time. I think had Alex Smith played, this would have been a blowout. Uh, I think Taylor Heineke gave them that edge that they needed. And, I mean, mm-hmm. that run was one of the most awesome things I've ever seen. I mean, Superman. it was awesome to watch. Aiden, what do you think about this game? I I mean I look I saw the Taylor Heineke run I was flipping out like I saw him I saw him literally I saw him duck down 
behind his offensive line, I'm like, oh, he's he's going down. He got sacked. Like <laughs> it, it's a guarantee. And then he just like squirms out of it, and I'm like, yo, is this guy gonna like get like a couple yards out of this? And then he dives for the pylon. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Like this guy's insane. Yeah, bro. Like the Washington offense. Uh, the difference with this game. This is what I will say. The this is like the ultimate story of this game. The game was competitive because Washington had an existent offense. Yes. yes. Their offense was there. And the defense did what they could. But Tom Brady and the Bucks are just too much offensively. They really are. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's, what, that's what I take away from that game. But on to the next game. Uh, I will not mess this one up as well. It's the first <laughs> game of Sunday was the yes. Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. The Baltimore Ravens came out on top. Yee, uh, let's go. Yeah. Oh, oh. Look at look at look at you, Hunter. Look at you. Just having a blast. But <laughs> the, the Titans, I, I was wanting the Titans to win. And I'm I, as you all know, Jonah was as well. Um Tannehill is is knocked out again. And it's sad to see, but the running back playing quarterback gets his win <laughs> and here we go this is it this is this is where we are uh the from the words of uh well actually no we'll get to that later but i think that the ravens are not gonna have a chance against um the bills i don't think they will i mean lamar had 160 yards passing in an interception uh and then his run, I just every time he runs, it's so exciting to watch, but it doesn't feel right coming from a quarterback. Like it just, I don't know. It's just weird seeing a quarterback that can't throw run like that. It's like Mike yeah. Vick could throw incredible. Mike Vick had a cannon, and you just look and it's like, well, what is he gonna do now? And he just is unless it was Mark Andrews, nobody was really catching anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I when like watching that game. Honestly, I felt like I felt like I was watching Sunbelt football. Like it's like the quarterback just takes the ball and just just goes off running. And no, you know what it is? It's army football. That's what oh, the yep, Baltimore yep. Ravens run. It's literally army football. It's like, all right, Lamar, you just need to squirm around and try to make something here. Or just give it to J.K. Dobbins and, you know, just let him do his thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you we have a lot of weapons for you outside of Mark Andrews. Yeah, there's Hollywood Brown. But, hey, you got this really insane player named Miles Boykin. Like, make something <laughs> happen, bro. And then it's like, all right, well, you got Willie Sneed. And your, your interior offensive line is probably the worst in the league. Like, I will confidently say that the Jets have a better interior offensive line than the Ravens. <laughs> like, Man. Connor McGovern and Alex Lewis are better than Bradley Bozeman and Matt Skura. Like, <laughs> I, could, I, could not, I could not watch that. And Ronnie Stanley's out, and I, I don't know how Lamar Jackson is still standing. Um, but... They, the Ravens yeah. miraculously won this game, in my opinion. I think the ti- I thought the Titans were really going to win. Yeah, I think the difference in this game was the Ravens' heavy, heavy run commit to Derrick Henry. Uh, every time they handed it to Derrick Henry, there's always more D linemen than O linemen. Happened every time. Derrick Henry couldn't even get past the line of scrimmage. Like 
this game was not Derrick Henry's fault. And I, I hate people on Twitter and all of them saying Derrick Henry isn't the best running back in the NFL because he couldn't get by like 10 Baltimore blitzers. Like, I, I think this yeah. is unbreakable. You got to open something up when you realize a play action that should get you 30 yards. You do a play action with Derrick Henry. They already got eight people committing. Just do a slant with AJ Brown. He'll take it to the house. They've done it all season. I don't get why they didn't do it in the playoffs. Uh, Tannehill didn't even look bad. He just that interception of late that was was unfortunate. You know, he still looked like a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson this game, but it wasn't enough. Derrick Henry is obviously the X factor on this team. If he doesn't get going, they're gonna lose. If he gets going, they're gonna win, and that's all that is. Yeah, watching the Ravens play, I mean, they're probably my least favorite team to watch at this point. Like, I just, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm a big quarterbacks guy. Like, I like watching a team with like a a, a great passing game. You yeah. know, like, like that's why I enjoy watching teams like the Packers because it's like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will just sling the ball across the field, and it's like he's just doing it like without any effort, and he's throwing the ball to Alan Lazard, like. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not Devontae Adams, it's Valdez, Scantling, and Alan Lazard. And it's like, dude, like, this is ridiculous. This guy's unreal. But um, anyway, enough of me just destroying the Ravens. The The best game game of the weekend. The second game (laughs) that was on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. (laughs) The New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears. I will just tell you, when I... When I was watching the game and I saw the slime in the end zone, I was hoping and praying that it was real. I was really <laughs> hoping that they painted the end zone like that. And then right when they kicked the uh, field goal and I saw SpongeBob's face in the uh, in between the uprights, I was like, yep. All right. Yeah, this is this is just a disappointment now. But uh, the Saints won this game. I think everybody knew that was going to happen. Uh, I mean, you know, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is uh, probably the the second worst quarterback in the NFL, and I'll explain who in a little bit. Um, who's the worst? But uh, yeah, I mean, Mitch Gardner Trubisky Johnson. wasn't going to win a playoff game. Gardner Johnson has officially mastered the art of trash talking, and it is amazing to see. It I is don't know how he does it. Amazing! It is amazing, and also my takeaways from this game. Had nothing to do with the game. Hearing the commentator say, and the field goal is wide right of SpongeBob, was the greatest thing I have ever heard <laughs> watching a sporting event. Oh, no. The greatest thing I heard. Let me tell you the greatest thing I heard on that Nickelodeon broadcast is when they punted the ball and she goes, whoa, very high in the air. Oh, my, that, I got so mad. I got so mad. <laughs> I was so I was so dead, bro. Like I was like, on. oh my gosh, this is so Nickelodeon. Like, dude, <laughs> I can't, I can't wait for this game to be over so I can watch the Thundermans and Henry Danger. <laughs> like, jeez, that was that was hilarious. That and was literally also, the funniest thing. Seeing the slime cannons go off when they scored that touchdown at the last play of the game, everybody was so sad, and the slime was going <laughs> off. That was amazing too. Nobody was, was so celebrating. Funny. And the slime was just going everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) 
to I hope that, they have more Nickelodeon games, to be honest. I, you know, it's not it's not my favorite thing in the world, but it, it was entertaining to watch. I can't lie. That, no, it was dude, more we fun need, than the CBS. We need a TLC broadcast. We need, <laughs> we need TLC or we need Disney Channel. Like, come we on. We need Disney or Channel. Or Food Network. Imagine Food Gordon Network, Ramsay commentating cool. a game. <laughs> Dude, so many Gordon opportunities. Ram- Gordon Ramsay commentating a game. Man, I tell you what, that would be hilarious. No, we just get- we just need we need a celebrity commentary crew one game. Like just let celebrities call the game. Why is that not a thing, yo? Is this we should have no like, recent quarterbacks, uh, recent NFL players commentate the game. Like yeah, like, JJ Watt like, retires. You know, JJ Watt commentating a game that'd be pretty cool to see. Or I thought the, Nate Burleson did a pretty good job. Nate Burleson did good job. Yeah, he, he like, did. Watch- it was just unfortunate how he had to explain stuff. <laughs> everything. And I didn't like how everything was kids this. Like, they were explaining everything they would say. And kids, if you're watching, and it was like, I, I'm 18 years old and I'm watching this <laughs> static. Yeah, I'm losing like, my mind. <laughs> hey, sorry, guys, but uh, uh, there are other people that watch football. Uh, just because you're on Nickelodeon doesn't mean, you know, we're all kids. They're forcing us to watch it on Nickelodeon, but, you know, it's whatever. But that game was – that game was, just like, more so just hilarious. Uh, yeah. It, it was – it was – it was Not a blast, that. no pun intended. Um, But uh, the final game of that day – um, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't tell me. Why am I freaking blanking? Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Um, yes, sir. Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> Corvette, Corvette, bro. I'm gonna. I'm just. I have a rant. I have a rant for this game. Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool have to shut their mouths. They have to stop talking because it. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, I want the Browns to win the Super Bowl so bad, so badly now after what Chase Claypool said on his live. Yep. I want I them to win it so game. badly. Said it. He just said it. Like, didn't even think about it. He just said Browns are gonna get whooped. Like, okay, if Browns are gonna get whooped. What would have happened to y'all? Y'all would have gotten like a hundred to zero if they're gonna get like, whooped. Bro, the Browns were beating y'all by twenty-eight in the first quarter. <laughs> the yeah, first snap of the game went over Big Ben's head. There was a guy I was talking to yesterday, and he was like, "I don't see anything wrong with what Juju and Chase Claypool said. They're just confident in their team." No, you say Cleveland's a great team. We are going to prepare like we would any other game, and mm-hmm. you shut your mouth. You don't yep. say anything else because you get yourself into situations like this. You the don't whole, call them gray faces. You don't call them gray yeah. faces. Browns you is say, the Browns. You know, they're just the Browns. You know, we're not worried about it. No, it's not that big of a deal. I missed the first eight minutes of this game because I had to work on an art final review for art one. I turned on the game and it was 21 to zero and the Browns were on the eight yard line about to score. And I said, this is the most glorious day of my life. And on top of this, Juju had the best game of his career by far. The best game of his entire career was this game. And yet they still got blown out. It was not an 11 point game. This was not an 11 point game at any stretch. Garbage time touchdown. Yeah, you yes. had to watch the game to understand that this was not an 11-point game. Mm. Yes, and and yeah, you guys see Juju dance in in the fourth quarter when yes. he was down like 20 points. He yes. started doing Corvette, Corvette. Like, why? What? 
There's got to be something wrong with him, like an addiction or something. He, he needs therapy or something. I don't know. I got, I, I like, I, I've got this thing. Like, I used to like Juju. Now Same. I cannot stand the guy. Same. I, I used he to might like be him. the most hated player in the league right now. I'm pretty he confident. Really, in that. Yeah. I really hate is. him. But Juju, if you're looking for a new team, the Texans would love to have you. In that case, I love uh, you. Dolphins but would love to have you as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Jets. The Jets. I mean, we need every position on the field. Like, can you can can you throw the ball? Um, but uh, anyway, also, Big Ben had one of the best games of his career as well. He was four yards shy of Tom Brady's record. And, yeah. and you look at the game and you're like, neither quarterback got sacked. That's good. You look, you're like, okay. Big Ben threw for 500 yards, four touchdowns, and you're like, okay, that's good. Four interceptions, and three of them came in the first quarter. Yeah. Like, I, I – uh, Some of them weren't his fault, to be fair, to Big Ben. I hate Big Ben, but he, he got so unlucky with the defense, kept tipping it up, and they were in the perfect position. And it was great to see because I hate the Steelers. Uh, I'm glad Minka is out of the playoffs oh, and yes. Big Ben. Um. But, you know, it, Big Ben had a great day. It was the best game of his season, one of the best of his career. Uh, like you said, Hunter, he was so close to breaking the playoff all-time uh, passing yard record in a game. Couldn't do it, and it was still an 11-point loss even after getting 500 yards passing. So uh, credits in, in to my, the Browns. In my opinion, I, I, think, I think he played terribly, in my opinion. Just They're seeing empty the way he was yards. throwing the They're ball. Empty calorie yards is what they are. That, that's yeah. But he's looked so bad this year. Like like the worst quarterback in the league the whole year, arguably. Like he wouldn't be accurate at all. At least this yeah. time he got it to his receivers. Yeah, I I just think it's tough when you throw three picks in the first quarter. It's yeah yeah know, it's worse. Let's put this in perspective. Pittsburgh started the season eleven and zero. We were talking about them going undefeated. Mm-hmm. They finished after that. They went one and five. They won one game out of their next six, and they started 11 and 0. Athletes, let this be a lesson to you that social media is a dangerous, dangerous place. Mm-hmm. And and if also, you, out, you will get smoked. Let me remind you that two of those losses uh, were against the football team and the Joe Burrowless Bengals. Just, yep, and yep. and also let me remind you that Juju danced on the Bengals logo before the game. Just did, and, and you realize he stopped dancing, and then the game after they won, and then he started dancing again, and then they lost. So you know, I'm not saying you know it's because of that, but you know, there is no way. This is kind of beside the point, but there is no way he's a Steeler next year. I don't see it happening. Claypool's better. They have Washington there already. They have a decent first-round pick. I don't see a scenario where he's back. I, I just – there's no way they bring him back. Juju is such a clown, I refuse to call him Juju. I'm just going to call him by his actual name. I'm just going to call him John. Like, <laughs> his, his name, his name is John Smith. His name is John Smith. It's – it's yeah. that's what it is now. Um, But perfect. Uh, anyway, let, let's talk about this national championship game last night. Yeah. I mean, like – are we not? I mean, I know Devontae Smith, three touchdowns in the first half, over 200 yards. I mean, if whenever you're on pace for over 400 yards in a game as a receiver, I mean, you're you're obviously going off. And Devontae Smith has done that all year. Um, 
you know, with, uh, with Judy and rugs not being there and, and Waddle getting hurt, you know, people are going to say, Oh, well, he, he, he had more opportunities. So it's kind of a fluke. No, it's not. And if anybody performs like that, you're unreal. Have you uh, seen this man's arms? <laughs> he yeah, he looks like he's straight out of Madden. I don't I, understand. His arms are like past his knees. <laughs> what? Yeah. How? I mean, his wingspan. It's no. It's literally like the 2K glitch when you have like the KD arms, and he's like, <laughs> your your arms are like your elbows are literally like yep. on the ground. No, nah, yeah, and. I, I, as a as a, a skinny guy myself, uh, I like I like seeing the skinny legends out there. And Devontae oh, Smith God. is six one one seventy five, and he just does it all. Like teams don't want to punt the ball to him. Teams don't want to kick off to him. Uh, for some reason, Ohio State safeties just didn't want to do anything with him last night. He trusted Sean Wade apparently. I don't know why. And then they were like, all right, well, if Sean Wade gets cooked, well, let's just trust our inside linebackers to catch up with them. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. He's Devontae Smith. But yeah. enough about Devontae Smith. Uh, mad respect to him. Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, he's he's unreal. Mac Jones is legit. And I don't care what anybody else says. I I think Mac Jones is is better than Trask. I think he's better than Lance. I don't know wow. about Zach Wilson. Not Zach Wilson, actually, but um, my theory, just a little off the ra- off, just off the rails here, but it this is a thing that I've considered over the past day, and I I've I've actually started to like it more and more. Don't say it. Don't say I it. I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But do you know? Do you you know exactly what I'm gonna say? I know who you're taking at too. <laughs> but do you know who I'm taking in the second round? No, no. I don't. I've got Devontae Smith at two, and if he yep. falls, I'm taking Mac Jones in the second round. I uh, see. Like I that. didn't think he'd be available second round, but I knew you were going Devonta Smith and Mac Jones. If, I, if, if you say Mac Jones at two, that's crazy. What you just said, that's not crazy. That's a good plan. I really, I really do think if if we trust, if we trust that Mac Jones can be there at pick, what is it, 34? You have the have, Seahawks pick, don't you? Oh my God! Yeah, we do have the Seahawks pick. Oh my God! Yeah, like yeah, 20, and and, and like the, yeah, and the C, yeah the Seahawks lost, so that pick is yeah. higher now. Okay, I yeah. think that's more realistic taking this Devonta and God. Mac Jones. Guys, this is great. This is awesome. I, I still this. don't. I don't know Fields or Wilson there, and then I don't know Bateman at twenty or whatever. That seems more realistic. I'm not saying what I would do. I still don't know what I would do if I were the Jets, but. It seems more realistic. I I don't know. I think Devontae Smith would would be great. He can do it all. And then, I mean, I I think Wilson – I mean, Wilson will be gone before our Seattle pick easily. Yeah. Um, And then, I mean, I don't want Trey Lance. I really don't want Trey Lance. So it's (laughs) like maybe – I mean, maybe Mac Jones is there. I mean, Kyle Trask is not going in the first round, I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. I don't know, but back to the game. It was it was a blowout. Uh, it looked competitive in the first quarter, but uh, it wasn't after that. Uh, Justin yeah. Fields did not have the best game of his life. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, a lot but, of it wasn't on yeah. him. To be fair, Trey Sermon got hurt on the first yeah. play of the game. Exactly. The first play of the game. Yeah. He lost I mean, to Davis. Tough. 
right before halftime. Wyatt Davis is probably one of the best interior, or he might be the best interior offensive lineman in the class. He probably uh, is, yeah. So yeah, not a not a good day for Ohio State. Yeah, it, it was not it was not great, and uh, I don't know. Probably brought joy to some Clemson fans to see them lose, but <laughs> Najee Harris, he, Najee he Harris is, is on he is legit. He is unreal. And that, that backup, that backup running back they have is good. Yeah, Robinson. Pretty sure yeah, Robinson. Yeah, he's a senior. Yeah, that's his last name. yeah, I don't know his first name, but yeah, I mean, he's a senior he, though. He's, he's going in the draft. Yeah, he's really good. He he needs to he needs to go somewhere. I mean, that dude that dude's nice. But uh, another guy I would like to point out uh, that is very good is John Mechie. That dude is going to be. Yeah, he had a game. Filthy. Yeah, John Mechie's very good. But another controversial topic, and I know we might have mixed opinions on this, but why in the world was Jalen Waddle on the field? Uh, That's what I'm trying to figure so out. So mad when he was out there. I, I don't, I don't get how how Saban put him out there. Okay, the first play, I get that because he went through pregame warmups. He must have ran fine. I know he was like a game time decision. They said if he does good in warmups, we'll play him right. He missed the first few plays, obviously, because of, like, rust and injury. And then he goes in. He gets a much-needed third-down conversion. And then he starts limping right away. He takes him out like he should. We're all – all of us are like, okay, he's going to be out for the game, right? He started limping, just came off a bad injury. And then Saban puts him in again later in that game. And then, of course, he gets hurt again. Um, It shows the type of character Waddle has, which is good. Uh, GMs will probably be happy to see that he he cares more about a championship than he does his own health. It's good and bad, um, but I think that shows Waddle's character. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, I think I I think it's absolutely crazy that Nick Saban is the one that threw him out there. Of all coaches, Nick yeah. Saban is the coach that let a guy who fractured his ankle earlier in the season. Not just, fractured, shattered. I mean, dude. shattered. I mean, he he put him back out there, and I just yep. I I'm seeing him run the same. I mean, he was running the same route the whole game. They literally had him run one route, and it's like, <laughs> what, what, what's the point? He's literally just a, a body out there. Yeah, Mets like, make, just stick with him. Yeah, Mechie, Mechie was was very very good, and um, I I will say another another guy I, I really do like is that uh, that tight end from Ohio State, Ruckert. I think he's yeah. actually really good. Another good game. Yeah, it's back I to mean, back. There there were definitely guys on Ohio State that had a good game. Uh, Sean Wade was not one of them, um, and definitely not like Tough Borland, who is a highly touted prospect, but. Um, I don't think that Ohio State defense was built for Alabama at all. Uh, I don't think we're talking enough about how bad Pat Sertain looked last night. He looked bad. To be honest, bad. I didn't watch him that much. He, well, that's the point is he looked bad. He got burnt a few times. Um, in the red zone, it was like, uh, oh, Olave. That's his name. Yeah, Chris yeah. Olave. Yeah. He ran a fade route. And it was like Sertain ran the opposite way, and I was like, "What do oh, you?" Oh, I did see that. I, I, for a player that's probably going to be a top ten pick, it was surprising to me how poorly he played in the yeah, biggest game of his fair. life. Yeah, but you could also look at it like 
AJ Terrell played terrible in the game last year against LSU, but he like the Falcons reached for him and he played well this year. And it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't you know. You just got to know it's, what the skills they have are. Yeah, it's bizarre. I, I really did not think that, that, you know, AJ Terrell would be a, a guy that would be good in the NFL, but that's not my South Carolina bias at all. No, it's not. Don't tell me this. Cause it's not, I promise. Um, <laughs> no, it is. Um, but Hey, I mean, it, it was not a very fun national championship game to watch, especially when Devontae Smith goes down with, like, I'm pretty sure he broke some of his fingers. He he um, fractured his finger, but or dislocated, but apparently couldn't go back in, so I don't know. I don't know what happened there, felt, but it was I felt, dislocated. I felt really bad for him. I felt really, really bad for him. But He wanted before, to go back in. Yeah, he did. Before before we're we're done with this whole thing, and I'll you know I'll give you all the floor too. But another guy that played amazingly last night was Christian Barmore. Uh huh. And I think he definitely deserves some first round hype. That dude is really good. Pretty sure he's a sophomore. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Pretty sure he's yeah. sophomore. He's he's probably gonna get top five pick in twenty twenty two. He looked easily. amazing. Easily. I mean, he I he looks unreal. I don't think you're talking enough about Master Teague. Um, first off, what a name. What a <laughs> one of the best names of all time. Um, and I thought he looked good. I thought he honestly looked good. I mean, obviously, I wanted to see Trey Sermon. I thought Trey Sermon would have been the first. If Trey Sermon had had a good game this game, I would have said he could have been a top twenty pick if a team had really wanted to reach for him. He'll probably end up being a third rounder now, which is unfortunate, but it's not terrible because, like I've said before, the best running backs come between the second and fourth rounds, not the first. So yep. it's maybe a good situation for him. Right now, I have him going to Philadelphia. Um, he could end up in Houston, maybe, if we're crazy enough to take him. Or there's another running back needy team out there that, well, hey, maybe even the Jets go and get him in the second round. Um, and he broke his collarbone on the first play of the game. Literally the first handoff, he just broke his collarbone and was gone. Wyatt Davis was gone. Um, and I think that's what screwed Ohio State because they looked great, and then they had to kick that field goal, and they never looked the same after that. It was tragic to watch it unfold after that because Justin Fields, you could tell it, he lost confidence after that, and it just snowballed, and they only scored seven points the rest of the way. It was terrible. In my opinion, completely just, you know, kind of, you know, off topic and not really off topic, but the best running backs are the top 10. They're, they're either the top 10 picks or they're fourth round picks. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like second or third. Yeah. Cause like you look at guys like, I guess Todd Gurley was a top 10 pick, but like Melvin Gordon, for example, uh, I don't think Melvin Gordon's good, really. I just, don't yeah uh, but you know the top guys in the league you know like McCaffrey Zeke Dalvin Cook Zeke, Saquon Dalvin Cook yeah, was a Saquon. second round pick Alvin Kamara was a third rounder Tariq Cohen was a fourth rounder and I'm not saying Tariq Cohen's good but he's a starter he was a starter he lost his job Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell I think was a third round pick as well but yes David Montgomery was a second round guy James um, Robinson undrafted it just shows you that draft position yeah. for running backs doesn't really matter yeah. But saying that, I'd still take Najee Harris first round, no doubt, if yeah, I were I think, a team I, in the yeah. 20s. 
Yeah. It should I mean, go now. It should be Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, and then it'll kind of be a toss-up. I would take Trey yeah, Sermon over Etienne at this point, but, you know, that's just from what I've seen. Somebody the other day tried to tell me that Chuba Hubbard was better than Trey Sermon. Chuba Hubbard, bro. Chuba Hubbard. Yes. One. I just don't think so I, I i think he's really good but it's like man like i don't trust like some of the big 12 guys because it's like Ugh, i don't mm-hmm. know yeah because you know chuba hubbard could go out there and you know tear everybody up but like in the big 12 but i mean you, yeah. i mean i don't know you people wonder why not a lot of good players come out of the big 12 defensively mm-hmm. i mean they really don't like gerald mccoy and jason verrett and like I'm really having trouble thinking of many others. Like, okay, Chris Harris and Akeem Tlaib from Kansas, but I don't know. I'm I'm having trouble thinking of those. I think the biggest takeaway from this game is the fact that Alabama has the best program in the country by a long shot. It's not even close. It's not Uh, even close. And it also goes to show that paying players does work. We're not going to sit here and act like, you know (laughs) – Everybody knows yeah. it goes on. Everybody knows it goes on. Oh, uh, trust it me, does. I live in I live in Greenville, South Carolina. I have to listen to Clemson fans talk about how they don't pay their players. Everybody <laughs> knows it goes on, and obviously Alabama has a bigger budget than most. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it just goes to show because you look at that receiving core. Julio Jones was the first, obviously. Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Smith. I mean, I'm blanking on a few names. Gosh, who else is there? There's so many other ones. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, you know, Jalen Amari, Amari Cooper. We already mentioned Amari. There, there's oh, yeah. so many names of guys, and it's just like, at what point, how many is too many good players? You got the best, one of the best quarterbacks, the best receiver, the best running back. You're it's basically at this point, if you don't get an offer from Bama, you're like, ah, I guess I'll go to Clemson or Ohio State. Like, it's just insane. It's like yeah. Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan, like USC. Like, it's it's like it's really just like, all right, if you don't get to Bama, nah, I'll just go to one of these schools. you know. And let's put into perspective that Alvin Kamara didn't make the roster at Alabama. He was not good enough to make the roster at Alabama. And he is now a top five running back in the NFL. And then that's he transferred to their crazy. rival, one of their rivals. That yes, <laughs> Alabama was great. Ohio State wasn't good enough. Um, it, it it was a good enough game. The wild card games were were much better than this game. But yeah, I think all around it was a good sports weekend. It was a good sports weekend, and it's going to get even better. Uh, it's probable more than likely you guys are going to get predictions from us or no we already gave you our predictions we already gave you actually we may do an updated prediction maybe it's no promises here things are crazy but you know what maybe maybe come like conference championship time you know like maybe conference championship time yeah we'll try and get stuff out Um, and then we'll definitely react to this week's upcoming games next week so yeah of course stay tuned for that um so yeah you guys got anything to close with I think I'm no. good. I'm excited for the weekend. That's all. Yeah, I'm excited I definitely too. Am too. Um, have a great week, guys. Unless you're a Cowboys fan, then I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, have fun, yeah. Dan Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> they stole Dan Quinn from me, who I really wanted for the Texans, which is a different discussion. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just kidding. Dan Quinn was a great hire. He literally led the Legion of Boom. So I'm, I'm, that's, I can't discredit that. All right. Well, see you I guys think next that's, week. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, if you have any suggestions, just hit us up on Instagram or TikTok. The TikTok is continuing to boom. So we appreciate you guys for that. We had 12 listens last week. Let's try to double that and get 24 this week. You guys can share it with one friend each, and we can get this to 24. Hmm. I'll give away a Tesla. I never said what type. <laughs> give away a Tesla. Hey, Man, don't, yeah. don't give him any hints. Dude, I forgot. I, I, dude, I didn't know I was podcasting with David Dobrik. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I will give away a Tesla. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Good Evening Football Podcast. We'll see y'all next week. All right, I'll Peace. see y'all when the Jets win the Super Bowl. Uh. <laughs> All right, so guys, if you didn't know, that's Aiden code for Aiden's quitting. He will not be on the podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, of course I'll joke. See you guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's coming back.